everyone, a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast and our special series on your financial well-being. So, so far we've learned about the importance of knowing your numbers and then building a simple money management system. This week I'm returning to the topic of your credit report. From how much you spend on your credit card to the amount of debt you carry, your personal finance should be just that, personal. But were you aware that the credit reference agencies are tracking your every financial move? These companies collect data that can influence some of the biggest decisions in your life, from getting a new mobile phone or car to renting or buying a home. Yet often the first time you realise there's an issue with your credit score is when you've just been rejected. In the UK, three credit reference agencies, Experian, Equifax and TransUnion, collect, store and rate personal financial information about you. This data is used by lenders as part of their decision-making process. A high score can make available the best deals on loans, credit cards and mortgages, or a low one can lock you out in the cold. These differences in rates can make a massive difference to a mortgage or a car repayments, for example, over the life of a loan. And in addition, This lucrative information about you is often sold on to other companies for a profit and presents a tempting target to identity thieves and hackers. And for a system that can make or break our lives, we have very little control over the information gathered and research showed most are only dimly aware of the everyday actions impacting on our scores. So let's take a closer look at how much we know about credit scores, how credit reference agencies affect our lives and explore ways to better work within this system we can't opt out of. Credit reference agencies collect information on every adult in the UK to form our credit reports, and it's a similar system in most developed countries if you're listening in another part of the world. Each credit reference agency gathers a range of data, so our reports can differ from one agency to the next. However, the personal data they aggregate comes from three main sources. The industry itself, such as lenders and fraud agencies, publicly available data, such as the courts or the electoral roll, and what they call derived data, which an agency can find out from the information available to them, like if it's a shared financial connection with a former partner who you open a credit account with. Our whole life is open to scrutiny. These companies know a scary amount of personal information, including your name, address, date of birth, whether you've registered to vote, how much you currently owe, whether you've made any late payments, how many times you've applied for credit, if you've passed credit checks in the past, had any county court judgments, or a joint account with other people. Now on the plus side, credit scoring is a way to objectively assess the information held in your credit reports, distilling that into a number that banks, insurance, lenders, and even sometimes employers rely on to make all matter of decisions. If you go way back in time, there wasn't that objectivity. You would need to turn up at the bank and ask face-to-face for a loan, and then there are other factors in play. How well you knew the bank manager, how well he knew your family, for example, how long you'd lived in that area or were known to other people. So at least there's a degree of transparency and objectivity. Financial companies, as well as any other interested firms, can pay credit reference agencies to access this treasure trove of data, which they then use along with other information that you may have put in your application to score and help make judgments on how creditworthy you would be as a borrower or whether you can rent uh, a flat or even pay for your insurance monthly. 
So are we in the dark about credit scoring? According to fairly recent research from Experian, only half of people in the UK, or 53%, have ever checked their credit report. And of those that have, just 26% say they know their credit score, despite the various free credit reports and score services available. But even then, it's not enough to just know your score. It's also important to understand what's moving it up or down, so you can take action to improve it. Most of us will know the basic ways to boost our score, such as registering on the electoral roll or ending old financial relationships. But what's the impact, for example, of paying your insurance annually rather than monthly? Does it matter if you max out your credit card one month if you intend to pay it back in full? And how bad is paying your electricity bill one day late? The answers can be hard to come by, so many of us are in fact in the dark. Consumer Champions Witch worked with Experian to gather more detail and they provide a quiz on their website, which I'll link in the show notes. It's well worth having a little play around and you may well learn something. But ultimately, it's up to lenders to decide who they're comfortable to lend to. And for the most part, this process can be shrouded in mystery. There's no universally accepted credit score. Each lender has its own system in place to decide whether or not to accept you, meaning you could be turned down by one, but successful with another. But is this complex modelling that means credit scores can feel like a dark art and leave many feeling powerless or unwilling to even engage with their credit reports? Each agency and each lender will have its own criteria for how to calculate a credit score. But the three main agencies have come up with an agreed list of factors that will usually have an impact. These include how long has the person lived at their address, the number and type of credit agreements and how they use those credit products, whether the person has been making late payments, whether the person has any county court judgments against them, whether the person has been bankrupt or has a IVA or other form of debt-related arrangement. But do the credit reference agencies always get it right? Sadly not. And the erroneous errors can have a significant impact that can take months or years to undo and cost you thousands in extra interest. So what is the cost of being in the dark? Well, many people only realise they have a poor credit score once they've been rejected for credit, and this can trigger a wave of rejections that can drag your score down even further. Even if you are able to correct an error on your record, you may find it harder to convince other providers to remove rejections based on this mistaken entry. A low score can mean you don't get access to finance or you're given a worse deal at sky-high interest rates. And it's not just your finances that are impacted. In some cases, landlords use credit reference agencies to make decisions about letting a property. If I can offer my own example, I was offered quite a high rate on a loan a few years ago. And when I queried it, I was told that my credit score wasn't good enough to qualify for the advertised rate. Now, being in the financial services world, I was a bit concerned about this, to say the least, and investigated my report. It was showing that I'd missed three payments to an old, unused bank account. Now, I was really annoyed, as you might expect, because usually my credit report is kept pretty pristine. It turned out that a year or so earlier, I'd closed the bank account because I was moving home and there was no local branch to where I was going. So I transferred to a new bank account and all my direct debits, etc. went out and I closed the original account. As far as I was concerned, that was it, done and dusted. But during that process, a regular payment of some kind slipped through and put the account overdrawn by £20 or so. 
If I had no knowledge of this, and a combination of moving home and being busy elsewhere, I didn't receive any notification or notice the notification until months later. By which time, late payment fees, interest and other penalties have been added to substantially increase the debt. All of which I've been blissfully unaware of. So eventually I battled with the bank to get the fees removed and paid the outstanding £20 to make them go away. You know, I felt like turning up with a jar of pennies just to make a point, but I did refrain. But even though the account was now settled, the negative marks on my credit score remained. And however much I tried, the pedantic bank refused to move them. So let that be a lesson. So what rights do we have over our credit report? Well, firms don't have to issue you with a default notice before applying a negative mark. So checking your credit report regularly is a key to spotting these changes. You now have the right to access your full credit report for free from any of the agencies uh, under GDPR rules using a subject access request. If you do spot mistakes or incomplete information, you can alert the credit reference agency, which will then go back to the lender to verify the data. It's worth knowing that the agency won't have the right to change the data without permission. So if a company digs their heels in, as in the case with my bank, or the firm is hard to contact because maybe they've gone out of business, things can get a bit tricky. But if the data does turn out to be wrong, the agency will update its records accordingly. And if they still believe the data is correct, they will continue to hold and keep it. Although you can ask for something called a notice of correction to be added to your file. And this is a small statement, up to about 200 words, that you can ask the agency to add to your credit report to explain something that prospective lenders might call into question. However, it should be noted that if you have a notice of correction, they can't be assessed by automatic credit scoring methods. They have to go to manual assessment or underwriters, as they're sometimes called. And this can slow down future applications, maybe, and even rule out some providers. Something to bear in mind is to avoid the credit rejection spiral. A good suggestion if you are shopping around for credit is to go to lenders or comparison sites that offer a soft search before you apply. A soft search is a type of credit check which allows lenders to access your credit report and see some key information about you without leaving a footprint or impacting upon your credit score. And these type of checks are recorded but not visible to other prospective lenders and therefore it won't have any effect on their lending decisions. And this all seems like a lot of hassle. Could we just opt out of credit scoring? It may seem that we have little control about how our information is collected, which can make us feel powerless when things go wrong. And unfortunately, you can't really just opt out, even under new, stronger GDPR rules. Put simply, if you don't agree to a credit check, lenders are entitled to refuse your application and are likely to do so. So do these mysterious agencies wield all the power? Well, credit agencies don't tell a lender if they should offer you credit. That's for the lender to decide. Yet, if you are rejected for a loan, the credit reference agencies often get the blame when there's a variety of other reasons you might get turned down. Interestingly, the Financial Ombudsman Service receives around a thousand complaints a year about credit reference agencies. It says a growing issue is lenders not being clear on why customers get turned down and why they haven't met the criteria. So certainly there's a need for greater transparency. 
So there we are, whistle-stop tour of credit agencies and credit reports. What have we learned? Well, firstly, it's important to check your credit report. Search online and you will have a range of options. Some offer free trials and then charge from the next month. So please bear that in mind. Secondly, check the reports carefully for errors and any out-of-date information. If you do spot a mistake, query it with the credit agency who will then investigate it on your behalf. And thirdly, you can take steps to improve your credit score, i.e. not maxing out your credit cards, paying bills on time, being on the electoral roll, and only using soft searches while you're shopping around for credit. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's podcast. Look out for number four next week when we'll be dealing with debt. And in the meantime, thanks for listening.